For those of you that spend any time at all on Facebook, there is a little known, hard to find, almost invisible button that you may or may not know about. As you're looking at your news feed to the right of any post made by any person or, or any organization that you follow, to the right of that post are three little dots. And if you click on those three little dots, you have a variety of actions that you can take, a variety of options. And one of those options is called 30-day snooze. Snooze this person for 30 days. And if you choose to snooze, if you choose 30-day snooze for 30 days, you will not see anything from that person. And, and they don't know about this, by the way. They don't know that you've done this. But for 30 days, you will see nothing from this person. And, and I have to ask you right now, put down your phones, <laughs> listen to the sermon. You can snooze those people later. And well, you can, you can snooze me later also. Wouldn't you love to have a 30-day snooze button in real life? Wouldn't you love to have that available? That person who's always talking about politics and won't stay quiet about politics. Just click 30-day snooze. That person who's got an opinion about everything and they're always looking for someone to argue with, that click, you, you, you put them away for 30 days. You don't have to think about that annoying person. That person who's always showing pictures of their food. Uh, click, and they go away for 30 days. That person who's constantly needy, constantly looking for attention, constantly asking and begging for sympathy, click, and they're gone for 30 days. You know, the, the fact is we don't need a 30-day snooze button in real life. We, we already know how to snooze people. We know, already know how to do that. We just, we just stop listening. You stop talking to the person, you stop caring, you stop interacting, you just turn them off. I'll tell you who doesn't have a 30-day snooze button. God. God doesn't have a 30-day snooze button. By His very nature, as our Father in heaven, as our Creator, as the one who is compassionate, and caring, the one who is full of mercy, he is love by his very nature. He listens to us. He doesn't listen to us because our prayers are brilliant. <laughs> he doesn't listen to us because he agrees with everything that you think and, and every opinion that, that you have. He listens because that's, that's who he is. It's what he does, and he assures us that he never slumbers, he never sleeps, he never shuts us off or shuts us down, he never snoozes us. And so when we read in Luke chapter 18, Jesus feels the need to remind us that God promises to listen. Luke begins the chapter by telling us in verse 1, and he, that is Jesus, and he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. Some of your Bibles might say, and not grow weary, not give up. It, it sounds familiar. It sounds like something we need. And, and in a world that has been defined lately by cancel culture. How many of us have just given up 
given up on listening, given up on hearing, given up on, on being heard, given up on having real conversations instead of shouting matches where we talk over each other. If the promise of God is that we ought not give up in prayer, that he's always listening, shouldn't his children be known for listening? Shouldn't his children be known for hearing each other? Luke chapter 18, beginning in verse 1 and going to verse 8. And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. He said, in a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, Give me justice against my adversary. And for a while he refused, but afterward he said to himself, Although I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down with her continual coming. And the Lord said, Jesus said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Hear that. Hear that very carefully. Hear that along with everything that Luke has been showing us about Jesus, everything that Luke has been showing us about faith, everything that he's shown about Jesus, the one who lives to encounter and engage, the one who desires again and again to establish community as we've made our way through the gospel, as we're making our way to Jerusalem with him, the one who begins here in the gospel of Luke with this message of good news, that is for all, the, the gospel of good news, who continues in the book of Acts through the Holy Spirit with a community that is described as being of one heart and of one soul. And he asks here, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on earth? Not just, not just your faith not just my faith, not our little bits of faith that we have, but rather, will he find a community of faith, a community that, uh, that exists in faith? A community like that doesn't exist without, without hearing. It doesn't exist without hearing each other. It doesn't exist without hearing as God hears you. And that example is there for us all the way through the Bible. God listens, and so we pray, and we are to never give up. We, we see it in God, and of course we see it in Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, our example. We see repeatedly that Jesus listens. And what we have over and over again in the Gospels is Jesus modeling this very quality that we've come to understand is part of who the Father is. The Father listens. And so when, when he comes to this parable, and by the way, this isn't really a parable. This is, <laughs> you would have to call this an anti-parable. 
This is, this is a parable about what not to be, how not to be. You've heard this before. My dad used to say, I better never catch you doing that. And that's exactly what this parable is. This is not how God is. The God is not like a, an unjust judge, obviously. He's not like the unjust judge who keeps putting this poor widow off and, and ignoring her. Rather, this judge's character is exactly what God is not. It is an anti-parable. It's exactly what God is not. It is exactly what Jesus is not. And exactly what his followers, what you and me, are not to be like. Because Jesus listens. And so over and over again in the Gospels, Jesus listens. You and I know that, that Jesus listens. We, we sing songs. We sing the song, old song, Does Jesus Care? And we sing, oh, yes, he cares. I know he cares. We, we know he listens. We, we sing a song called Tell It to Jesus. Tell it to Jesus alone. And, and we know he listens. I think about my mom's favorite hymn, In the Garden. He walks with me and he talks with me. He listens. And if he is our example, if our example and, and, and he listens, then we don't dare turn a deaf ear to those who are around us. The call for his followers is to be people who listen. A few verses down here in chapter 18, little children are brought to Jesus so that he can lay hands on them, so that he can bless them. What do the disciples do? They try to, they try to shoo the kids away. And Jesus says, no, let them come to me. He wants to hear the children. A few verses on down further here in Luke chapter 18, and there is a blind man standing or sitting by the, by the roadside, and the blind man finds out that Jesus is walking by, and he begins to cry out, and the disciples try to shut him up. And do you remember, do you remember what the blind man was yelling? He was yelling, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, over and over again. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He's, he's saying, Jesus, I'm blind, but I know that you see me. Jesus, I know that you hear me. Blind lives matter. Well, can, we, can we hear that? You know, I, I know. Are, are we capable of hearing the difference between the agenda of a political group that is admittedly anti-American? Can we hear the difference between that political group and the heart cry of a mother, a father, a grandfather, who simply wants us to recognize that his grandchild, their child, that, that, that they matter. Can we hear that? Even, even our bad example here in this anti-parable, this unjust judge, he listens, he hears. Verses 4 and 5 it says, for a while he refused, but afterwards he said to himself, though I, though I neither fear God nor respect man, because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down with her continual coming. And Jesus is saying that that is not how God is. God is not like that. He is not wore out from your cries for help. God listens. Jesus listens. Are we listening? Jesus is calling us. He's calling us to listen. 
It's not just that he wants us to listen to what others are saying. What Jesus shows us is when you listen, when you listen to people, hear, hear their powerlessness. Hear where they are powerless. It's not just about hearing what they're saying. It's not just about hearing what they're needing. It's about hearing what they lack. And very often it's about hearing what's left unsaid. The whole point of this parable, as Luke explains in verse 1, is that we should pray and not give up. This may surprise you, though, but God does not call us to pray because he needs our input. God does not call us to pray because he, he values our opinions. God's not in heaven saying, I don't know how to run the universe today. Uh, maybe Brett will come up with a few ideas. We've got an appointment at 7 o'clock this morning. That's not what prayer is about. But prayer is a promise to you that right or wrong, whatever you're feeling, wherever it is, God hears you. He hears the cry of your heart. He hears you when you are powerless. Jesus illustrates that perfectly here with a story about a widow. And you have to understand a widow's position in that society. She was powerless. She has no husband. She has no property. She has no income. She is completely reliant upon the people and the generosity of those around her. She could not vote, obviously, and she could not vote for this judge. She could not vote him out in the next election if he doesn't help her. She was a non-person. And her cry, her constant cry, give me justice, give me justice, meant nothing to this judge. And yet even this unjust, ungodly judge responds in verse 5. He says, I will give her justice. You should hear echoes in that. I will give her justice justice. You should hear echoes of Micah chapter 6, verse 8, right there. Micah 6, 8, he has told you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? To do justice, to love kindness, to walk humbly with your God. You can't do any of those things. I can't do any of those things. We can't do any of those things unless we're listening, unless we hear others. This is what the Lord requires of you and me, and it requires listening beyond the noise, beyond the clamor, beyond the debates, beyond the loudness, Hear the powerlessness. I have a good friend who is an amazing listener, Ken. I call him Dr. Ken. And every now and then I call Dr. Ken because I need someone to talk to. I need someone to listen to me. And one day we were talking and I just said, Ken, you are so good at hearing people. And it's a big part of his job. He's a counselor. I said, you are so good at hearing people. And I said, what's your secret? How, how can I make sure I'm hearing people the way you hear people? And Ken, in his kind of southern drawl he's got, Ken says, Brett, I listen for three things. There are three things you have to listen for. You have to listen for fear, pressure, and hopelessness. 
fear, pressure, and hopelessness. And he said, the key is this. Anytime you hear fear, pressure, and hopelessness, any of those, that person's not going to make good choices. You cannot make good choices if you are being guided by fear, pressure, and hopelessness. Can we hear those? Are we listening? How many people have we snoozed? How many people have we just shut down, have we turned off, have we given that 30-day snooze to in one way or another because of what we hear about their politics, what we hear about their opinions, what we hear about their rudeness, what we hear of their anger and their frustration? And we never listened closely. And we never heard their fear, their pressure, and their hopelessness. The unjust judge listened. God listens. Jesus listens. And what that tells us, what, what you and I shouldn't miss out on, is that one, one of the godliest things you can do for someone is to hear them. And I know this is hard this year. <laughs> it's hard anyway. On any given year, it's hard when it's just about sports and which team is better than the other team. But this year, between the election and between the pandemic, everyone's got an opinion and so many people are making so much noise, just shouting each other down. But at the heart of it all, at the heart for so many of them, it's, it's fear, it's pressure, it's hopelessness. It's that powerlessness that Jesus listens for and what he calls us to hear also. It's what I appreciate about a friend of mine. I have a friend who has some very strong political beliefs that I don't always agree with. And not only are his beliefs strong, he's very vocal about his beliefs. He's not shy in sharing but one day he says to me, he says, Brett, I'm less concerned with how a person votes than how they treat someone who votes differently than them. I'm less concerned with how you vote than how you treat someone who votes differently than you. Not shouting them down not insulting their intelligence, not, not talking about them behind their back and saying, can't you believe who, what so-and-so is, is doing and who they're voting for, not degrading them, but treating people that you disagree with with respect, with love, treating them like Jesus. Can we do that? And instead of giving them a 30-day snooze, can we, can we just hear each other? I had to tell you, one of, the, I, one of the most frustrating things I have to do, and I do not have the privilege of putting people on a 30-day snooze. I do not have the privilege of putting members of this church, people who, who I worship with, on a 30-day snooze. I have to hear you, and I do. But do you realize what I hear? Do you realize what I listen to any given week? Listening to members of this church, listening to people who worship with us, any given week, I hear things as varied as, I hear people saying, we're not coming back until everyone is wearing masks, because that's their opinion, and that's their right. 
And then I hear other people who say, I'm not coming back if people are wearing masks. Whether or not you require them, if I walk in and I see people wearing masks, I'm not going to like it. And I have to tell you, I have to confess, at the heart of that, what I as a preacher hear is, I'm not coming back. Any given week, I hear someone say, I don't know how someone can call themselves a Christian and vote for that person. And believe it or not, it's on both sides of the political aisle, right and left. I don't know how anyone can call themselves a Christian and vote for that person. And I hear that from both sides. I hear that about both candidates. And I'm going to be honest with you right now, it's exhausting. And I, I am wore out. I was wore out before the election. I was wore out before COVID-19. There's nights I go to bed wondering, who's hearing me? Is anyone listening to me? Now, I, I've made it my mission to convince you people that I'm nothing special. And believe it or not, that's about the easiest part of my job. You know I'm nothing special. You know where I'm from. But my commitment to listening to you has very little to do with my job. My commitment to listening to you has nothing to do with me being the pastor. It has everything to do with our Savior. If we call on a Savior who listens, we have no right to shut other people down. The final verse of this passage, Jesus asks that question. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Will he find faith on earth? Your faith is not yours alone. You understand that, right? We used to have a phrase. We would, we would talk about those, those of like precious faith. And what we meant was this is a faith we have in common, the faith given once and for all, the faith that we all share. It is a faith that we have together. That doesn't come without God's promise to hear us. And it's not maintained without our promise to hear each other. And there are people out there who are consumed, consumed with fear, pressure, and hopelessness. And the last thing they need is for us to snooze them because if we snooze them, they think that God snoozes them. They think that Jesus snoozes them. We need to show them by our listening that God is listening, that we worship a God who listens by our caring, that there is a God who cares. He told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. Please, please do not lose heart. Not with each other. Not with people who need us. And not with God. Communion. Communion. Do you, do you hear it? You hear it in the word, right? Communion. Community. Communication. Common. They all come from the same root. It's what we share together. And today as we take together, if you've got your communion ready, we're going to take it right now. And then I'll close with prayer here in a little bit. But as we take it together...
Let's commit to hearing each other. As we take the bread, as you take your bread, let's commit to hearing Jesus. And as we take the cup, the cup of his blood, the blood that, that binds us together, the blood that not only saves us, but the blood that makes us family, that gives us something and someone in common, let's commit to hearing each other. Would you pray with me now? Father, we thank you that there's no reason for we should ever give up in prayer because you're always hearing us. You always listen. You are not wore out from our pleading. Father, you are right there and you are ready to answer and you give justice speedily. Lord, we thank you so much for that gift. Help us to give that gift to one another. Lord, it's, it's so tempting just to shut other people down, to stop listening and not hear the cry of their heart. Lord, there are people in our lives, you know the cry of their hearts, and we may have snoozed them already. Help us to hear them. And we pray that through us, they hear something of you and something of your Son. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this week. God bless and go in peace. <music>